This is 680 CJOB. Kevin Bergen here on The Main Ingredient, and today is part two with Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Fougere as we talk about the things required to run a successful restaurant, and it starts with getting people in the door. You just need to get people in that first time, and Facebook is a great opportunity to be one of those places where you know people can ask you a question online or bring up a concern or whatever it might be. It's a dialogue conversation that's going back and forth, so you need to have a way to be able to, in my mind, take those people from social media and put them onto your list. I know this was part of our conversation the other night, mm-hmm. and 99.5% of businesses miss this. So here's how it used to be. So I started the food restaurant Facebook page, you know, at the, you know, it was my chef and my sous chef that really were like, hey, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. I didn't understand it at the time, and, and then, you know, after some time, I did understand it. But here's what happened. When I used to post on that page, every person who liked our page saw that message. Well, what's Facebook done over the last decade? They have taken that reach and drilled it down to about 2%. So what does that mean? That means that when you used to put up a message to your own people, okay? Mm-hmm. Like your own friends. Your own friends on Facebook, business friends, like the, the like people who's liked you, on, right. you know what I mean? Because personal is different. Right. Okay? So business Facebook page, you've got a situation where, you know, let's say you have 5,000 fans. When you send out a post, 5,000 people saw it. Mm-hmm. So here's how it works now. If you have, and I'm just going to use it because the math, if you have um, a 2% reach now organically, which is what basically what Facebook gives you, mm-hmm. you have 5,000 fans, you make a post, right? 2% of those people are going to see it. Yikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how many times do you have to post in a day to t- show it to every one of those 5,000 people? So what has Facebook done? They've changed their business model to you have to pay to boost your post or you have to advertise. Right. Well, they've got everybody on there, so why wouldn't you? It's still cheaper than a lot of other ways of advertising. But here's what I advise people to do. Here's what I do for my clients. I set them up so that they drive people off Facebook into their email uh, database. Because they own that. Right. So when I, if I say to you, hey, listen, you know how many people have you in your database, right? Oh, we don't have any people. I go, okay, so here's what you do. You start something like that, give away a free appetizer. Well, as soon as someone builds... As soon as someone uh, goes and fills out that form for a free appetizer, you now have them on their, your database. So whether or not they ever use that appetizer, you send them an email next month that goes, hey, just to let you know, Mother's Day is coming up and we have this, or hey, we're having a live band, or hey, we're introducing this new item. It just gives you a few opportunities to actually reach them with something that they may like. Exactly. They don't like the free appetizer, fine. Mother's Day special, uh, wine, sangria, something. Exactly. There's a carrot that somebody's going to bite that carrot. Exactly. If they were interested in the first place, you might be just have to warm them up a little bit longer, show them some, some reasons that they should come and try you, right? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then go from there. But see, if you don't have their email address, now every time you reach someone, you're putting an ad in the paper or putting an ad in Facebook or you know, buying uh, you know, whatever advertising that you might want to buy and hoping that they see it. Right. Instead of using the tool to build your own and actually do the same thing that you're paying for now. Exactly. So Facebook, people say to me, oh, no one looks at their email anymore. Every social media platform, you can't log in without your email. Right. Right. So the fact of the matter is. And confirm your email. And confirm it. Right. So people are not connecting the dot that. Zuckerberg is the richest man in the universe because he has 2 billion people's 
email address. And so for the advertisers who don't have those email addresses to reach those people, they're paying him. Well, I'm saying to all these local businesses, build your own list. And guess what? Let's do a qu- little bit of math here. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I set up this machine on my website to give out free appetizers or, you know, whatever your, I mean, right, just, whatever your thing is, whatever your thing is, right? Whatever that is, here's your little deal. Okay. Every one of those people downloads that thing and they come in and guess what happened? They didn't just come for the free appetizer. Right. No one's just going to walk in, have the free appetizer and leave. Right. I'm going to, you know, I'll have a beer. Right. I'm going to have a beer. Or I want dinner. Exactly. I'm going to want dinner or whatever the case might be. Right. All of a sudden, and this is the, I'm going to tell you the truth. The appetizer, let's say, was 10, 12 bucks. Okay. And these people were getting the free appetizer and spending 75 to $100 on average. So let me ask you a question. If I said to you, hey, go to this machine, stick in $10, and 75 to 100 comes out. <laughs> what how- a ripoff. I don't want that machine. <laughs> right? That's a terrible machine. Now, at the same time, that's just the first transaction. If you get them to come back, right, because now they get your newsletter next month or your suggestion of whatever they shall, should they should Maybe try. Now you're not even sticking in 10 bucks. Exactly. It just kicks out money when you walk up to it. Right. So I, I, I had a, um, you know, a live event years ago and I called it, you know, the push, the push button money machine. And, and if you use Facebook, right. And social media, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I recommend everybody use Facebook first. It's the biggest platform, right? If you don't have a lot of time and you don't have a lot of resources, start with Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you want to grow it into Instagram or you want to grow it into, you know, maybe Twitter or, or, you know, Pinterest or whatever maybe suits your business the best. Great. Do that. But don't do social media without a list building component, because what you're doing is you're paying someone to do all that work or you're doing it. And then you're paying those platforms to advertise to the people that you're already working to get. Build your own even, list. Even if you have them. So let's say you have a huge following. Yeah. You have like, you know, 10,000 likes, but you don't have any actual information of those people in order to market to them. You have to pay. You have to pay Facebook. Right. Because they've drilled. And, you, and you've already done the work. You've already done the work. You already did all that work and now you're paying Facebook to market right. to people that you've already earned. Right. So what if I said to you, hey, listen, it costs $10 to boost a Facebook post and 500 people might see it. That doesn't mean they do anything with it. They just right. see it in their right. feed. Just float it. 10 float bucks. What if I said to you, you could have an email list of 10,000 people, send them an email once a week about, you know, a cooking tip or a, whatever your business is, right? Like a chiropractor to dentist. It doesn't matter. Send them a tip a week, right? And then once a month, send them a newsletter. Again, all informative, low sales quotient, but give them an offer of some kind. Right. And some people may opt out because maybe that's not for them, which is perfectly fine. But if, if it's someone's interested... You know, if that's, if that's the information they want, exactly, then you're giving them what they want. Exactly. Right? So it's just going to, it weans itself out. The, the list will work itself out. It's not considered spam if the information in the email is information you actually want. Back with more from Freedom Marketing Coach, Chris Fugere, after the break. Freedom Marketing Coach, Chris Fugere, is on The Made Ingredient today and before the break, we were talking about the importance of a lead capture strategy for your website. You are going to create more buyers because whoever lands on your website, okay, whoever does, I don't care who it is, and this isn't my statistic, right? Basically, the idea is 3% of people are ready to buy right now, okay? Mm-hmm. 3%. So if you don't have lead capture on your site, where's the other 97% going? Yeah, somewhere else. Somewhere else. 
Right. They might forget about you. You did all the work trying to bring them there, right? You maybe did the SEO or you paid for Google AdWords. They click, they look at your site and then their kid's like, dad, I got to go to baseball practice. And they're gone. And they're gone. Right. And you just lost the money, right? Right. right. You got to have lead capture. When I talk to people and I say, listen, let's imagine you weren't married yet. You met a girl someplace at a party or, you know, at your friend's house or a barbecue or whatever. And you talked to her for five hours and you had a great time. And at the end of it, you didn't ask for her phone number, even though you can tell that you have a connection. You just say to her, hey, it was nice talking to you for five hours. Maybe I'll see you again sometime. <laughs> and you leave, right? It's like, yeah, why bother? Right, why just bother? But I'm telling you, I walk into every rest or every business every day. No one's asking for customers' information. They're not trying to you know, get that second date, mm-hmm. right? They're not trying to make sure that the relationship keeps going because they're all about making the sale today. Okay, let's talk about making the sale today. If you had this, go back to the girl example, you're at a barbecue, you talk to her for five hours, you're like, this is great. And then at the end of the five hours, you go, hey, I think we've just really hit it off. We should get married. Like, what do you think would happen there? <laughs> she you would get married? Yeah. She would throw, well, she might throw her hot dog in your face or whatever, drink and run away because that's not how people roll. Hey, and that's- You got to build a, you got to build a trust. You got to build it, right? So that's what businesses are trying to do. They're trying to get married on the first date. And some people are ready for that. The 3% that are going to buy on your site, mm-hmm. but the other 97, they need the, you know, five dates, 10 dates, two years of dating, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. buy. Right. Almost like the, the free appetizer is the, I'm asking you for the date. Then you accept. Exactly. You come in and realize, hey, this is actually worth going back for. Right. Right. So like you, like you said, you kind of, it's not like baiting. Although if you have a quality product or quality restaurant, right. all you need to do is get people in the door and then the service and the product brings them back right. every and single time. It, right. But that's the other thing where you talk about where do restaurants make a mistake, tons of restaurants do that, right? Like they, they don't nail their service. They don't nail their food quality. Right. So they bring someone in, they spend a bunch of money on an advertising campaign, bunch of, drive a bunch of people through the door and, and then crap. blow it. Right. Right. So, but I'm glad you said that because you're exactly right. Like the idea of the free appetizer on the website, guess what? That's not my idea. I'll tell you who does it great. Costco. You mm-hmm. walk into Costco, right? They're at the end of the aisle going, hey, you want to try this? Mm-hmm. Right? Every single time. They're it's, all over the place. They're all First, over they give you coupons right. and tell you what's on sale. <laughs> then you walk around, you know, and you don't even need to eat lunch. You just go there, bring your kids and let your kids <laughs> fill up. <laughs> But and then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot to buy something. But, there. but, but that's <laughs> it, right? Like the whole free sample idea, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Because if you can free sample your business somehow, then you, then people are going to trust that because everybody's heard we've got the lowest, like, I mean, I love and I bless them, right? I bless them. If it wasn't for the car dealers, there'd be no newspaper mm-hmm. because you look at the newspaper. That's all it's left. That's all it's left advertising. <laughs> it is. And every time they, every weekend, every day, they've got the best price they've ever going to have. Every week, right? The biggest if, if, inventory. If that, if the be- bosses, you know? <laughs> yeah. If that best price was true, cars would be zero by now because they have to just keep driving the price down. Right. They'd be yeah. giving us cars. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying they don't have to advertise. My point is that you want to take time to build that relationship and that opt-in form on the site, like you said, that free trial of some kind gives you that opportunity. Right, because I just want to try. Exactly. Right? I just want to try. Right. I want to dip my toe in the water. <laughs> I don't want to take any real risk. Right. What can, how can you help me do that? Because right. I've been burnt so many times by whatever the business was. That right. And it's my choice to opt in. Again, it, I can choose to try it or I can choose to opt out. Right. Right. That's a great, yeah. And that's a really big one. And I don't want to get super technical, but in 2002, when we started doing that, 
we were can spam compliant before there was a can spam. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it was out of hand for a bit there. Right. It was so, dog you to death. It's yeah, like, so basically every email that I've ever sent ever for all that stuff has always said, hey, unsubscribe anytime by clicking here. Right. Right? But way back when we had a conversation, yeah. you used to tell me that for every person that unsubscribed, 10 more would subscribe. Right. So, well, at least that. So let me tell you the, for my first month of doing that, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> so, so I go to... Uh, I do. I light up the free appetizer thing, right? Some people, you know, of course, come and claim it, and it's great, and it's all working great, and the servers are happy, and the kitchen's happy, like everybody's getting more hours. All great. Bu- business is building. Okay, so four hundred people opt in. Okay, so I send out a newsletter about what we're doing and how we're doing it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not very salesy, just kind of like informative, like, yeah. hey, you can come and do this thing and buy this thing, but not like buy now. And there's only you know whatever. I wasn't. It wasn't hard hitting. So, anyways, four hundred emails go out. 12 people unsubscribe, 12, mm-hmm. and three of them were like in all caps, like, don't ever send me another email, right? So I'm like, because I want to, ha- I want, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everybody happy. I'm just like, oh, heartbroken. Yeah. So I go home, talk to my wife and she's like, okay, so let me just get this straight. 10, 12 people out of 400 unsubscribe. She's like, what is that as a percentage? And I'm like, I'm not super awesome at math, but let's just say it was 10 out of four. So that's like 2.5% unsubscribed. So it's 97.5. And she's like, hey, remember when you went to summer school and then you went after that and went to university and then got kicked out? Do you think if you would have had 97.5 in any of the classes, you would have <laughs> had the same experience? I was like, that's a great point. Totally. <laughs> so, of course, after that, I kept emailing and building the list and whatever. And then, like you say, it turned into like no word of a lie. New Year's Eve would come, Valentine's would come, Mother's Day would come, whatever it was, I'd push send one time on an email, sometimes two emails, sometimes at the max three emails. I would fill every event we ever had. I had to start inventing new events. Um, and It's a good problem to have. It was a good problem to have. Um, but, but of course, It happened again, because I had a database of people who we treated well. Right. And who enjoyed what we did. That's the whole point. And right? like, I want to make sure that people are clear on, you don't market a business that isn't worth marketing. You have to have, you know, a product and service that, that it's worth returning to. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can't get people in the door and then give them crap service and expect that because of the, you know, so many people showed up, somebody's got to like it. You got to earn it to keep the business. It's time for sports news and of course the weather and then more main ingredient with freedom marketing coach, Chris Fougere when we come back. If you're going to open a business, especially a restaurant, you got to do it right, which means consistent, great service and great products. So I invited Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Fougere to talk about it. So I'm going to give somebody, I'm going to give everybody here who owns a restaurant or a business, okay, a phrase that I want you to start saying to your staff, okay, your team of people. Mm-hmm. This is what I used to say to people as I was training them. I'd say, listen, here's what I want people to do. I want people to walk out of this restaurant and look at each other and say this. I would crawl over broken glass to get back here. That, if you have someone say that to someone else, now again, it might not be said exactly like that, <laughs> but the fact hey, that- honey, that was a great meal. <laughs> I would crawl over broken glass to come back. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is if you can get people to feel that, like they can't wait to come back. They just had such a great time mm-hmm. in whatever your business, I don't care what your business is, mm-hmm. right? Every business has that moment of truth where they have someone leave and the person either loved it or they felt like I got ripped or- it, you know, there's other places that are better or why did I try these new guys? Right. You want people to leave and say, wow, 
you know, I would crawl over broken glass to get in here. At least that feeling, right? Or at least I'll, I'll spend my money here again. Yeah, I it mean, was worth spending that money, right? And, I, and, and I'll do it again. And you, and you got to do it again, right? So you you want people to. How many ser- how servers have you been asked for in your life? Hey, is everything okay here? <laughs> like that question itself drives me nuts. Is okay bringing anybody back? Or how was the first bite and I haven't even bitten it yet? How about this? Was your food awesome? Did you love it? That's a question that if someone doesn't meet you at that level, mm-hmm. now you can solve the problem and get them at that level and bring them back. Right. At least bring these people back, right? My goal, my mission, everything I want to do is help small businesses beat the big box competitors. And Facebook can help you do that, and your website can help you do that. If it's used properly. Right. Right? You're a passionate dude. I like the way you bang the table. All right. So, I love the internet, as you know, just like you. And everything- We're going to keep it clean here, right? We're going to keep it clean. Easy. (laughs) And everything on the internet is true. Okay? Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Right. So, I went on the internet to find out and looked up the top mistakes restaurants make. Yeah. Okay, so you can either say that's nonsense or I agree with that and yeah. here's why. So okay. just give a, a short blurb. I don't know if you know how to do that. Yeah, just I give can a short, do that. I can do that. <laughs> a short blurb on what you think, okay? Okay, so when we're talking restaurant-wise, yeah. mistake number one, no unique selling point. USP, absolutely. And and that's it, right? Like, so USP, who's got one? Burger, Pop- hey man, everybody's selling tons of burgers on the street. I got to open a burger joint. Right. So what did Domino's do? You know the story of Domino's, right? So um, in Detroit, this problem was people ordering uh, pizzas, ordering pizzas, pizzas getting out to people in an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was, right? Getting pizza two hours later, and then when you get it, it's cold. So the whole Domino's whole deal was, we're going to get you a pizza hot, fresh in 30 minutes or less, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now, they didn't say anything about good. But they said hot and they said fresh, right? And they've changed their pizza recipe since then. But back then they were the original ones to say 30 minutes are free. That was a USP. They rocked it, right? And then FedEx was the same, absolutely positively overnight, right? Two great USPs. So you've got to have one for your business and don't be shy about banging your chest about it, right? If you don't promote yourself, who's going to promote you? You know, you got fire in your eyes as you're talking (laughs) right now. We talked about this the other day and I know you're going to snap as soon as I say it. Menu is too large. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so I've had a bunch of restaurant consulting clients. Okay. And, and, and some we've helped, we've increased their sales by 50% or increased their sales by a hundred percent or doubled their profits or whatever it might be. But always one of the sticking points for these people who are people pleasers like me, who are nice people. Um, they want to make everybody happy. So they think, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a- I can't take off that lasagna. Bob likes that. He's coming coming in for years. For sure. I bet he likes the soup. I can't take that off. Right. Meanwhile, the reality is this. You go into, I went to a restaurant. I don't know. I can't even think of where I was. This is, I don't know. It's like a 75 seat restaurant. I walk in, there's five items on the menu. Like if you don't want these five things- You're out. Get out, right? Like go somewhere else. There's a hot dog out front, uh, the cart, here's a coupon, see ya, right? Like, so you got to have a small menu for a couple reasons. Again, these are the inexperienced people. Small isn't that small? Well, maybe um, not that small, but people, here's the whole thing. People don't understand menu engineering. So not only is their menu too big, you give people too many choices, it takes them too long to decide. How fast can you flip your tables if it takes someone to decide that long? Like 20 minutes. Right, And they haven't haven't even ordered their food yet. They haven't even ordered. Then the bill goes into the kitchen. There's 10 different items. So now you're involving every station. Everybody gets bogged down. The bill time goes over half an hour. 
40 for minutes, everybody. 45 for everybody. So right. now everybody in the restaurant's mad that everybody's food's taking so long. Now you got to comp meals. So you're losing at every turn here. Take your menu, make your biggest and best. Hey, this is our this is our top 10 list, right? This is our 10 commandments of menu items. This is the ones we're going to serve. Hey, if you want to run features, monthly features, right? The old shamrock shake, right? Is anybody going to drink shamrock. that green <laughs> shake in the other 11 months of the year? No, but people might go and have one when it's green month, right? right. So the idea is bring features uh, in to make your menu more fun and more exciting all through the year if you want, but have a core menu that you can rock that has those 10 items that you can serve quickly right? And you can serve awesome. But you can get them right every single time. Every single time that people are doing the glass line. Like I would crawl over broken glass to have that steak again. It rocked. If you have people saying that, no one's going to say, oh, the menu's too small there. They don't have chicken fingers and fries. It's only going in for that one thing anyway, for those few things, right? Exactly. And if they want chicken fingers and fries, tell them that there's 1,500 other places that serve chicken fingers and fries and they can go there. Alrighty. All talent, no brains. Do you, know, do you know what I mean by that? Oh, man. <laughs> right? Okay. So, and again, tons of, in the world, tons of great chefs, yeah. tons of people that are great at what they do, period. Right. You know, no matter no matter what it is, yeah. that doesn't make you a businessman. Right. Right. You still got to concentrate on the business no matter what you're talented at. Exactly. So, we kind of talked, we touched on it at the beginning uh, uh, earlier today. Uh, and the, the fact of the matter is, is there's only a couple of ways to make money in the restaurant business. Okay. There's a million ways to lose money. So if you don't have a tight inventory, if you don't have a good food cost, if you don't have a good labor cost. So you might have someone who's super fantastic. And I've had, I had chefs, you know, a few different chefs at food and I had some that were super fantastic with food. So good with food. They invented stuff that was unbelievable, but they didn't know how to food cost. Like if I said to them, Hey, how much should this cost? And then I went to run the numbers. They're running a 50% food cost. Well, let me tell you this. I don't care how much volume you're doing. You're not making it on 50% food cost, right? So you have to have people who can do the parts of the business that need to do the parts of the business. So if you have someone in the kitchen who's creative, great. If you have someone in the front who is really good at running numbers but can't talk to people, guess what? Maybe they shouldn't be the front of the house manager. You got to put people in positions that they can win. Right, that right? they're going to succeed. That they're going to succeed. Because if they succeed, you succeed. Right. And if you've tried to move someone around your restaurant and they're not succeeding anywhere, well then, as I like to say, promote them to customer. Get them out. <laughs> promote them to customer. <laughs> I love that. Um, poor pricing strategy. Okay, so... But we touched on that a little bit. Right, so here's the idea. First of all, I don't care that there's no pennies anymore. Here's what sells. A price and then 99 cents. Okay. All these hip restaurant guys are like, oh, we just put our menu at $17 or we put this item at $25. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're throwing away an extra dollar of income because you're not putting the 99 cents on the end of that number. You want to raise your sales immediately, put 99 cents on the end of every number on your menu and start to make more, more money instantly. I, and I, I know that sounds ridiculous and I know it does, but even as I've heard that strategy before, when I think of my what goes on in my mind as I look at a number, like let's say something is $24.99 and someone goes, how much is it? It's 24 bucks. Totally. Right? And it sounds, I know people are going, that's so stupid. I don't see that. Your mind tells you that it's $24. Exactly. Your mind doesn't see after a certain number, and that number is $10, mm-hmm. after a certain number, and that number is the 10, you don't, you can't see past, your brain doesn't see past the decimal. And even if you know it, you don't care. Exactly. So why, again, restaurant owners, or they'll say things like, oh, our menu is 1095. 
what the take the four <laughs> cents take the four cents multiply it over the course of a year and take the four cents right mm-hmm. and don't have right you have your menu out don't have your lowest priced appetizer as your number one appetizer in your list have your number one seller and maybe it's also your most expensive appetizer first and then have your second uh, top seller or best or best profit margin last in the list. But again, p- people have a hard time understanding menu engineering and pricing structure. Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Trujer back on the main ingredient after a break. So I picked the top reasons why restaurants go out of business and Freedom Marketing Coach Chris Trujer is going to weigh in on them. Not understanding your market. Okay. <laughs> trying to take a little break here. <laughs> well, as I, uh, hey. <laughs> oh, I love it. This kind of goes with the point you made earlier about yes. the menu, right? Right. Here's the thing: if you're an Italian restaurant, be an Italian restaurant. If be the you're the best a, Italian, restaurant. right? Right. If you are a sushi restaurant, be a sushi restaurant. If I go to your restaurant and it has Italian dishes on it, sushi dishes on it, you know, whatever the other Greek, it, here's my fear. You're doing multiple things bad. Well, yeah, exactly. Or, or, or mediocre. Or, or mediocre. Right. Right. And again, if someone says to you, how's the food here? And you go, okay. People are not crawling across broken glass to have okay. No. Right. They, 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 you're, uh, maybe I'll go there because it's convenient. Exactly. Uh, they're the closest thing by. Right. Right. So you, you want to have a... And they're on page two of Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how do people get a hold of you? I'm a business. I've listened. You've made some great points. I want to talk to you about my business itself. Right. So um, what people can do. Hang on, hang on. Before we we did, I got one more question. (laughs) Sure. I got one more question, right? Yeah. And I loved the other day when we spoke. (laughs) You know, you always ask people, okay, so the restaurant's going down. They're desperate. Yeah. You know, they want to keep the business going and you say to them, is there anything that you won't do to keep this business going? And they go, oh, I'll do whatever. I'll do anything. I'll keep it going. Yeah. And then you go, well, I need you to do A, B, and C. Well, I can't do that. Right. So the, the thing about being a consultant or a, a, a marketing guy or, you know, whatever you want to call me, I don't care what you call me. Don't call me late for dinner. old joke. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is this, if you want your business to succeed, I can't come in and do more of what you're doing that isn't working and make it work. Like I'm not from the world of Harry Potter, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to somehow. <laughs> you're giving away free food, but I'm going to do it and you're going to make a million dollars. Like the fact of the matter is, is that there's probably something that needs to change. Right. Maybe it's pricing. Maybe it's the size of your menu. Maybe it's the marketing. Maybe it's the quality of the food. Maybe it could be a million different things. But the fact of the matter is, is that you have to be willing to say to yourself, okay, what I'm doing some way, shape or form isn't working. Now I'm not saying that every business is way off, right? right. You, you and I- It was just a tweak. When I ask that question, I'm trying to see people's commitment, mm-hmm. right? When I say, hey, what are you prepared? What are you not prepared to do? And when they say, I'm prepared to do anything. And then the first two things that are in my mouth, they say, I'm not doing that. I just think to myself, okay, I can't help this person. Mm-hmm. I can't help them. Mm-hmm. I want to help them. Believe me when I say I want to help them. I want to take everybody's journey and cut it by 75% on the hard times that I had reaching you know, the success that I reached 
in, in the, whatever version of whatever I was doing over the last 25 years. I want to take that knowledge and spread it around and give people the absolute shortcut. But they've got to be willing to hear what that shortcut is and then put it into practice. How do people get a hold of you? <laughs> so if people want to have, uh, here's the thing. Obviously, I want to spend most of my time working for my clients, mm -hmm. right? So that means that I don't answer the phone a ton. So if you really want to get a hold of me, the best thing to do is to email me. Okay. So if you email me at Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at freedommarketingcoach.com, then you can ask me any question or say, hey, can you take a look at this? Or what do you think of that? Or just, hey, can you, you know, let's have a beer at my place and... And talk about... So you just want free beer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. And in I don't fact, think you were clear enough on, <laughs> on that website. Chris at Freedom Marketing. Well, the fact is, is that people are always like, uh, freedommarketingcoach.com, is that two M's? I'm like, well, there's an M on freedom. Like, I'm not a great speller, but there's an M on freedom and there's an M on marketing, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to be hip and using the M for both words, right? <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, change. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that, is that I'm, I'm looking to help local businesses and, and, it, and that's the whole thing. Are they ready to be helped? Right. That's, that's the thing that right. some people want to help. Like, like you said, some people want help, but aren't willing to make changes. Well, yeah, you can't like have any changes, right? You can't have help your way. Right. Right. Like otherwise you wouldn't need help. Exactly. Like if what you're doing is working, then you don't need right. me. Then just do that. Do that. Do more of it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, fact, let me do that. Yeah. Do way more of that thing. Right. <laughs> You know, obviously when you, when you run your own business, when you're an entrepreneur and it's your blood, sweat and tears, right? When I used to run food and I was there 80 hours a week. Oh yeah. You care. Right. Like, but, but guess what? What if I told you, and this is a true story. When I started food, I, I were, I, me, I worked there 80 hours a week and we were open seven days a week. Okay. Crazy. It's insane. By year th four. Okay. So by year uh, yeah, it was the beginning of year four out of the 13 years. I had closed my, uh, like closed my restaurant by 66% of the hours that we were previously open at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm not saying this recipe works for everybody. There might be a different recipe, but the fact of the matter is. Yeah, but you got to recognize what's going to work. What's, right. what's your recipe? Exactly. So, and I'm going to get back to that in a second, but mm -hmm. here's this, here's the story. I closed down. For 66% of the open hours I'd previously offered for the next, the previous three years. And in that fourth year, when I put into place all the things that I had spent the previous three years learning, okay, the sales of the restaurant doubled. Although I was open for 66% less hours. It's crazy. That's crazy. I got more money in my pocket and you know, I'm sleeping in five days a week than hanging out. Right. I have, rolling. I'm working 40 hours now instead of 80 yep. and the sales are twice as much. Well, what happened? What happened there is I learned, I put into practice what I learned. Okay. And, um, the reality is, and this is the main thing is I created a recipe. Now, you know, this, you go home and you make whatever items you make, or you go to a restaurant and you order those items cause you like those items. Well, they've got a recipe to create that result. Mm -hmm. Okay. Same as the dentist. He goes in and he uses this kind of stuff to clean your teeth and this kind of stuff to rinse your teeth and this kind of stuff to polish your teeth. That's a recipe. Whether it be the consulting or the marketing that I do, it's a recipe that works all the time. It doesn't not work. When people say to me, well, that didn't work. 
what usually happened is they got I, some I, I missed step two. Well, I they didn't got, want to yeah, do, yeah, they got information from me and then they didn't do all of it because right. they wanted to do it themselves instead of let me do it, which is fine. Right? I don't like, agree. I don't agree with step two. So I'm just going to skip step two. I'm just going <laughs> to jump to five and six. Yeah, I'm going to do five and six. I don't like two and three. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Right. Oh, really? It didn't work out? Like try doing that in a recipe. Right. Yeah, I know it, the It didn't need eggs, yeah. you know, and uh, know salt. It didn't need salt. It didn't need salt. Who needs eggs? I don't even like eggs. Yeah. I'm going to make this cake. Why does everybody hate my, my, my cake? Like, what's the... It's the same thing. Yeah, except for the stuff that I don't like. So what's your deal? <laughs> right, so you got to make sure that you stick to the plan. Yeah, stick you, to the recipe. You, that's the whole thing. You stick to the plan. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because I've done it for a long time and I've done it in many different situations and I've deployed it and helped people learn and grow into it, that it has succeeded many times... And it will continue to succeed. And people, the you know, sometimes people just have to go, hey, listen, do I want to be right or do I want to be successful? Be local, be better, beat them at something they can't beat you at. They're the, ty- they're the, they're the cruise liner. I'm the speedboat, right? So the mm-hmm. local businesses need to realize that they're the speedboats and they have the wherewithal using their website, social media, SEO to beat they're bigger brothers. It's the whole David and Goliath, and they can knock Goliath down using all this stuff. You okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lay down and have a nap here. <laughs> Dude, thanks for coming uh, in. That was awesome. Hey, uh, it's great to see you again. Uh, I want to see more of you uh, in here, out there, wherever. Yep. It's been just a fantastic talking to you because I enjoy people. Well, I mean, obviously, we've known each other for a long time, but also... You know the business. I've been in the business for a long time. You've been in the business for a long time. And it's it's cool to, to talk to people who have um, understanding of what that business is all about. You and I are old enough to remember uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, ladies from the 80s, uh, Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. you can't just keep expecting people to come and you're not changing. You're not growing. You're not offering something new. You're not getting better. And I always just tell people when they saw something, they thought it was too big of a of a of a job, right? Too big of a change, right? I'm like, hey, listen, do you think you can improve 1% today? Yeah, I can improve 1% today. Okay, do you think you can improve 1% tomorrow? I can do that. Okay, well, after 100 days, you've improved 100%, not counting the compounding, right? Right. So, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So if you've got problems in your operation, things aren't going well, tackle the problems one at a time, and you can be amazed at what can happen in 90 days, 30 days, whatever it might be. Mm Mm-hmm. Turn it around. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, sir. Chris Ruzare, Freedom Marketing Coach. Thanks for coming in, brother. And thank you for listening to The Main Ingredient. If you missed that show, it's on Google Play and iTunes right now. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. This is 680 CJOB.